You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inside Healthcare. I'm Matt Brock, NCQA's communications director, and of course, your host. At year's end, it is always good to take measure, right? I mean, we are the measure people and all. In 2021, the pandemic continued to test our health system. We're going to look back at that, but we're also going to look at how it inspired innovation. In this episode, we have an exclusive chat with NCQA's president, Peggy O'Kane. She and Vice President of Public Policy and External Relations, Frank Michike, look back at the uneasiness of 2021 before looking ahead with hope to the year to come. Peggy, thanks again for joining us. Uh, This is our year-end podcast, so I uh, feel obliged to ask you uh, 2021 was another tumultuous year in many ways in healthcare and beyond. Um, I wonder if you could just uh, take us through some of your reflections on the year and then um, let us know if there was one or two things that really surprised you sitting here now in late December of 2021 that in January of 2021 uh, you would not have expected. Yeah, well, tumultuous is the right term for the year. It was uh, pretty crazy. And um, I think on the plus side, um, we're learning to live with COVID. I say that hesitantly as we're embarking on another wave with a um, a really scary mutation, right? Um, but I think we have learned uh, some things. Uh, one of my relatives who had COVID in the early uh, part of the pandemic um, was a cancer patient and uh, is a cancer patient. And it was very interesting to watch them uh, handle him with telemedicine and very effectively. And, you know, he had, I think, a fairly mild case, but he was very much at risk. Um, And, you know, they gave him a pulse oximeter, they gave him oxygen for the home and they checked in with him on uh, you know on his computer every day, and it, it's an example of a rapid adaptation. And um, really, very quickly, there were guidelines for how to do this. I think the Mayo Clinic did the guidelines, um, and so there, you know, this was beyond the first complete where we where the healthcare system got smacked by COVID when we were learning to adapt. And um, so, I think. One of the big things to emerge is we're adaptable as a country and we need to kind of inform our own um, attitudes and and try to use that as a way to build our resilience and our mental uh, resilience around this whole thing. So there've just been a lot of examples of tremendous adaptability beyond healthcare, you know, home delivery of food, um, all kinds of business models changing out there for all of us. And um, we've adapted, companies have adapted. Um, so that's on the plus side, and that's a big one. Um, I think for us at NCQA, I've been very pleased with the way our teams have continued to evolve the way they're doing their work. Um, and, um, you know, we had a fantastic year, um, really uh, very proud of our achievements. Um, And um, that wouldn't have happened without this kind of underlying uh, can-do attitude and willingness to try to do things in different ways. 
Yeah, and really amid amid all that uh, turbulence, um, uh, blazing some new trails uh, yes. at MPQA this year. Can you describe a couple of those initiatives and, and where you think that we're headed? Um, well, I mean, I think we're very committed to the digitalization of healthcare. And I say of healthcare, uh, quality measurement is a, a hook for going forward with the digitalization of healthcare, which I think is so crucial, um, you know, to a country that has spent, that spends way more than other countries on our healthcare, and that has spent enormous amounts of money also on getting uh, electronic health records in wide use and so forth. And yet we still don't get the, the, the full potential of that because it's organized poorly, it's locked up in individual systems and so forth. So that's a big one. Um, I'm really excited about uh, a new grant that we got from the Hemsley Fund uh, to do uh, an update of our diabetes recognition program at a moment when diabetes care is going through real transformation and really a different paradigm uh, for type 2 diabetes and, um, you know, with the use of remote monitoring and a lot of dietary interventions. And Helmsley has a long and storied history of funding research on type 1 diabetes, and um, we're looking forward to um, really trying to advance the state of the art of treatment of type two diabetes. So that's, that's really very exciting. exciting. Yeah, definitely. And um, I know something that uh, NCQA has been committed to and has along with the rest of the healthcare world um, ramped up their commitment to is health equity. Can you tell us in 2021 what strides were made and, and where it's going for 2020? Yeah, health equity, I'm so proud of the work we've done. And um, I feel like we've been working on this issue I, for over 10 years. I believe it's like 15 years. And it was kind of a sleeper program for us, um, with the exception of a lot of organizations that had this kind of fire about the issue. And um, so they've been going through the program and, and really showing tremendous uh, results. And just for the um, listeners, that just for the listeners, that was the multicultural healthcare. It's called. It was called multicultural healthcare. It's changing to health equity accreditation, and there's even a kind of forerunner of a future product that's now going to be piloted, called called Health Equity Plus. That's more about social drivers of health and so forth. So on the program side, we've had we've had a lot of activity. And we have a lot of interest um, in the program. We I believe we have 60 new organizations signed up for the health equity accreditation this year. So that's great. Um, we also, uh, I think the proof of the pudding will be when we see the gaps closing. And one of the things that we've done this year is put out specifications for stratifying by race and ethnicity or language. Um, and um, those uh, that will be this will be the first year of that. We think it'll be uh, a year of learning um, because many plans don't have the data on the race or you know the language of their of their uh, enrollees, and so we're gonna we're going to allow to use um, kind of imputed data from zip codes and so forth, um, which. It's not, it's not great, um, but it's, it's good enough to actually show you progress. 
And, um, you know, NCQA is all about show me the numbers, right? It's all about like, we, we know we're doing a lot, but you know, it's like any, any kind of a business that you run, you know, you're doing a lot, but you see the results um, when you see the number of organizations you've accredited, you know, how are you doing financially and so forth. So um, it's the metrics that really will allow us to learn what are the real best practices and to spread this as a big um, initiative, which this is gonna take us a really long time, but I'm glad we're getting started. So that's our uh, recap of 2021. Let's talk about 2022 and beyond. Um, where do you see opportunities for really changing the paradigm, transforming healthcare in a way that's going to lead to better quality, uh, more accessibility, all of the things that NCQA is about? Where do you see those opportunities in 2022 and beyond? Yeah, well, I, I think mental health is an area that I'm, I'm sorry to say, I think the opportunity is constituted by the magnitude of the need that we're seeing. And the, I mean, especially among young people, we're seeing a lot of, you know, young people hospitalized, and, you know, suicides and so forth. So we obviously, and, you know, we've done, we know that social media has played a role combined with the isolation that COVID enforced and at a critical time in, in people's lives. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, that new technology and um, all the activity that's going on in behavioral health um, will uh, yield some promise. You know, uh, there are large companies, there's a lot of activity. I haven't seen the data on how it's working. And I think this is where we'd like to play a role and I don't know exactly what it is at the moment, but you know we've got some interesting frameworks that we've been looking at. Uh, you know, and like I think about opioids, and you know we just heard about all the people that died from opioid overdoses in, in 2021, and it's no surprise. I mean, they were there as a tremendous issue before, and we know people are more vulnerable to addiction and so forth when things are tough. Um, so. There's a tremendous opportunity uh, in, in the sense of a really bad situation and we, we have some tools and can we create a very, very strategic move forward where we can see our own progress as we're trying new things? That, that would be a big goal for next year. Right. Um, go ahead. And I, I know sort of related to um, what you've mentioned with telehealth earlier, uh, is the hospital at home concept and where it goes from here. It's certainly now sort of in the mainstream, people talk about it. Um, I don't know that it's been implemented at scale uh, anywhere, uh, at least not broadly. So what do you see as the opportunity there and, and where do you think we'll go in 2022 on that front? Well, Frank, there's been a lot of activity on hospital at home. Um, I don't know what you mean by scale and- um, yeah. So I don't know the numbers, that but, part of the question. but there is a lot yeah. of activity going on. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because I think some organizations are really committed to it and others, I think, are more wary and kind of just experimenting with it. Um, I, I think that the thing about hospital at home and, you know, it's very interesting <clears throat> that the the person who's often called the father of hospital at home and some of the leading researchers in the area I'm talking about Bruce Leff at Hopkins 
and Al Sue at Mount Sinai, they're geriatricians. And um, for anyone that's had an older person, a loved one in the hospital, I think, you know, it doesn't take long to realize what a risky situation that is. And so the promise of being able to take care of perhaps not all, you know, not all hospital admissions for sure, uh, at home in a safe environment, enabled by technology and by new ways of doing things is really very exciting. And um, I think particularly for many elderly patients, um, you know, the chronic readmissions for congestive heart failure come to mind. And, you know, for cancer patients, a lot of the uh, uh, chemotherapies could be infused in the home and so forth and, and are being, you know, so there are many different use cases uh, we're in a phase of a lot of rapid learning, and there are very interesting companies that specialize in the logistics and the setup of the, the situation. Um, healthcare logistics has never been a strong suit for healthcare. So watching these companies come in and kind of, you know, stand up a hospital at home situation in short order, it's really quite impressive. And the people that are running some of these programs um, many of them are like come out of the hospitalist world, so they understand the hospital well um, and um, they can do a lot. So it's an exciting development and we're very interested in it. But I think the last thing I want to say about hospital at home is there's a whole continuum for people that are really sick. And the hospital, um, in some cases, constitutes the failure to manage um, more effectively upstream. And so there's a... Um, there are all kinds of alliances for advanced care in the home and so forth. So there's an overlap and a, you know, kind of the traditional boundaries of the hospital, the, the post-acute nursing home, uh, the, the emergency room, they're all being blurred and new care models are emerging that are very exciting and very interesting. And where does NCQA fit into this new landscape? Well, um, I think we're all about, uh, you know, evaluation and trying to make sure things are done in a way that um, that guarantees uh, the safety of the patient as well as possible, right? Um, so, uh, you know, we, the hospital is not our, hasn't been our bailiwick, but I think if you think about this broader view of, um, you know, this, this, you know, very acute stage of people's health, um, I think we're very well equipped for that. We, we're good at frameworks and, um, you know, really deeply considering what are the things that make care good for this and this part of the spectrum and how do we measure that? What do people need to do up front? What kind of standards need to exist um, to make this um, um, most likely to work? Because um, we've all watched um, good ideas go down in flames when um, when there are too many bad implementations. So um, I think we see ourselves as hopefully part of uh, implementation of these ideas with a, a more exploratory way of thinking about standards and so forth. Great. Well, as always, a number of challenges which translate to a number of opportunities for NCQA and I think everyone involved in healthcare. Uh, to make a difference in 2022. Uh, Peggy, thank you for joining us. Um, I, I think you join me in uh, wishing a happy holidays to all of our listeners and a very digital new year. 
I wish everybody a happy holiday. I wish everyone to reach out to somebody you know who doesn't have loved ones around them and to give them a hug by phone or by Zoom or whatever it is. Uh, this is a time when we need to reach out with our hearts to people and really support each other because I think we're in for a, a challenging season. Thank you. NCQA President Peggy O'Kane with our Vice President of Public Policy and External Relations, Frank Michike, on the state of healthcare heading into this new year. We're already to 2022. Hey, did you know you can search for anything on our site from our certification programs to our training webinars by going to www.ncqa.org clicking in the search box in the top right of our homepage and typing whatever it is you need. As we enter our sixth year of the Inside Healthcare podcast, we continue to pledge ourselves to bring you guests and insights from the leading edge of healthcare in the United States. Innovators in enterprise, pioneers in equity will always find a home here. We'll continue to bring you new content every other Wednesday we only ask that you do us a favor too: bookmark us, subscribe, and please spread the word about Inside Healthcare. And of course, you can always reach out to us directly by emailing us at communications at ncqa.org. Throw us your comments and feedback about this episode. Got some ideas for topics for the show? Some innovative guests that everyone should know about? Well, even if it's just a note to tell us how much you like the show, send it along. We want to hear from you. Well, that's all for Inside Healthcare for 2021. Wishing you all the best in the coming year. May your work get a bit easier and may your health get a lot stronger. For our colleagues in the medical community and beyond, thank you. The work waits, but the rewards continue to lift. On behalf of our producer, Dave Smolar, and everyone here at NCQA, I'm Matt Brock. We'll see you again, no doubt. You've been listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast brought to you by NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance. Inside Healthcare is available on your computer or mobile device through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and on our blog at blog.ncqa.org forward slash podcast.